Hey everybody, it's Stuart Thompson. I wanted to let you know that I have a brand new comedy album out now. Yes, now. It's called Dandy Man from Radland Records. And you can get it anywhere that you get your albums, including Apple Music, Amazon, Pandora, Spotify, Tidal, and YouTube. I hope you listen to it and I hope you really enjoy it. You can get it anywhere you get your albums. Just look up Stuart Thompson, that's S-T-U-A-R-T, and Dandy Man is the name of the album. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to the Late Night Podcast with Stuart and Luke. I'm Stuart Thompson. I'm not. That is Luke Schwartz coming in strong. Yes. Uh, we have a really fun uh, inside baseball gossipy. into the world of comedy. It's a little, it's a bit gossipy, I will admit. Uh, episode with Brendan Cooney. Um, he is a very funny comedian uh, that is very active on the social medias, uh, mm-hmm. and he's we very talk all about it. Yeah, yeah. We we get into the nature of you know where the line is between trolling and mm-hmm. making fun of you know our you know the community we're in and uh he's uh great to talk to so enjoy that um if you like this uh podcast uh tell a friend uh we always appreciate that uh mm-hmm. rating and or reviewing tell us. on uh I- itunes or apple music is very helpful so uh taking a couple minutes to put in a quick review is well uh appreciated by both of us uh you can also follow us at the l8 night show the late, the late night, night show, show. On uh, Twitter and Instagram, or go to my website, Stuart Thompson Comedy. Follow me on the socials mm-hmm. at Stuart B Thompson. Um, I would uh, I'd love to hear from you if you uh, are interested in what we do. Uh, Want to hear us interview someone? I'd love that to you hear are a fan of. anything from anybody at all, and just hit me up on Twitter. I don't do Instagram really anymore. We talk about it. Yeah, uh, I am doing a little more Instagram than Twitter myself, but I am getting a little back into Twitter. I found a nice little healthy uh You had a good run there. Yeah, it was... You had uh, a good run of like eight or nine tweets, and I was like, what the fuck, Stuart? Is tweeting good? <laughs> yeah, I used to do it a lot more often, and I, uh, now I'm feeling a little bit funny in that sphere again. So it's um, it's been a nice... Just relax course. into it. Don't push it. Just keep that flow. And speaking of keeping the flow, should we just go into the interview? I think that would be good. Yeah, um, I just want to let people. I do want to let people know that we're going to be talking a lot of inside baseball comedy stuff. But I think we make it a lot of it. But like, I think it's cool how niche it is, and a lot of people will understand. Even though it's super niche, it's very relatable to whatever niche thing that you do. Yeah, Uh, but Brendan's great, uh, and. you can listen to his podcast, uh, Raccoon Titties. Uh, that Yikes. is literally the name of it. And uh, he's a great interview, so enjoy this episode with Brendan Cooney. Bye, what the fuckers. Bye, everybody. Welcome back, everyone. We are uh, very excited to have someone I haven't seen in L.A. comedy. This is, um, I think this episode is going to be very L.A. comedy-centric. Uh, this is someone who I see at, at open that? mics and shows all the time. Uh, it's Brendan Cooney. It's nice to see you, man. Hey, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. You're Absolutely. welcome. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. What if I, like, what if I had just like, gone insane? You know, Because neither of you have seen me in like six months or something like that so mm-hmm. or like, even before that. just yeah <laughs> there there's one there's a luke schwartzism yeah right there but yeah um, I mean, have you got have you done like a podcast where like this where somebody just looks like they've lost it um no but i i, I don't think no i think it's our guests yeah, I think if someone has gone insane, they would have hidden it from the frame of the camera. I mean, I think that is the interesting thing about Zoom that we didn't get from our comedian friends. We, we also got to, haven't, like, we haven't gone to the fringes. Homes. Right. Yeah, yeah we, we've been interviewing a lot of buddies, you know, people who are, you know, sort of in our sphere. And, um, you know, I think what I've been noticing is that uh, I see you, your presence a lot more online than i might see you in person that's just the nature of comedians sometimes but i do notice that you have 
this is what I wanted to ask you about. You've adopted a very specific voice online and it's very specific to LA comedy. And I wanted to know like how you started to get into that. All right. So before I answer that, what do you think the specific voice is? What do you mean? Like describe. Hi, Brendan. <laughs> I think it doesn't work. Are, See, the, I, we should have been recording at the beginning. Yeah. Because when you, I remember, you said a thing and then, I'm, so yeah, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I was go trying ahead. to talk and answer your go question. Ahead. Go ahead, Luke. Go um, ahead. It's my podcast. I was saying. That's <laughs> mine too, but anyway. It, no. It's me and Stuart's <laughs> podcast. That's what I mean. It's me and okay. Stuart's it's podcast. Mm-hmm. It's right. my and Stuart's podcast. <laughs> um, Brendan, you're. How are you so memorable online? You know? Oh, man. Thank you. And then I see you around also. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just. Uh... I'm bored and I've been doing comedy in Los Angeles for a while now. So it's like a topic, you know, that's on my mind. And I just sure. kind of make fun of stuff because I figure like the people or a lot of the people that follow me are comedians. So like they get those jokes and I right. try to make it like, I guess I sort of like inside baseball stuff. Um, so I try to make it like inside baseball, but funny enough, hopefully that people that don't know what it's about think it's funny too i think that's a really great way to describe it is the inside baseball aspect of it because i think we're in it we're in a time where people are behind the baseball curtain (laughs) yeah yeah behind the backstop uh yeah so so we're everyone's trying to find an audience and everyone's uh there's a lot of ways to garner an audience there's a lot of ways to uh reach people now and it doesn't take like it used to be like if you were on one of like the th- you know the three big channels that was how you became big but now you know if you ha- you can cultivate a smaller but more rabid group of people that like you then you can you know have this you know big voice so i hope so like it, i just do it cuz it's fun like i i've you know i'm like uh people comedians used to prank phone call people just because they thought it was like funny to do that. You're a tweet yanker. I'm like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a tweet yanker. I guess so. Did you see the thing that uh, the flappers thing that I did? Uh, well, I've seen many things about flappers. But like the yes. new, the I would like thing. to say I've been I've been doing flappers jokes quietly for years behind my <laughs> hand to a friend or whatever. But you have really gone on the offensive with them and with the jokes, not with flappers. Like right. yes. You just mentioned flappers quite a bit. I used to like to sit at their open mic at the Yahoo room. And, uh, you know, if an employee was walking by, I'd be like, gosh, this comedy thing is hard. What If there was a class I could take that would help me, that was always a fun little thing to do with flappers. Yeah, uh, for, the, for those listening who don't know about flappers, it's a comedy club here in Burbank. Um, it is, I, I happen to live uh, right around the corner from it now. Do you order and... from it? Uh, I have I have not ordered from it. Lately. You haven't gotten a comedian to come to your house and perform for you and Anna. No, <laughs> for forty five uh, minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I've not solicited that service. That is a service that they uh, were providing earlier in the uh, the quarantine. I'm not sure if they're still providing it, but um, I think they are. I got food from Flappers. I didn't do it myself. Lisa Chenu and Scott Lurs like ordered me on my birthday Flappy fries <laughs> as a wow. joke. So you got, they got some Flappy tots. Good. Yeah, I got their pizza's not good, dude. You think their it's pizza's good? good enough? It's a, it's always burnt on the bottom, the pizza. Oh. So it's not for me. <laughs> but they okay. should order Damn their me. food. They're struggling. They have decent food. It's, I'm not trying to shit on them like that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering why you you picked a lot of uh, specific. Um, I don't want to call them targets, but you know maybe Stuart, the butts of your jokes. Have you, why, why those? Why those choices? Like flappers or like the fourth wall, which I was is gonna ask Stuart, venue. You well, go to fourth wall sometimes, Stuart, right? I I don't think I've ever. I think I've been once because I was on one show there. Yeah, and so I, the fourth and wall. I know about it from Brendan's Twitter. Right, so the fourth wall uh, is an open mic venue that I think started in North Hollywood, next to a freeway exit and a Seven Eleven, and maybe like a small <laughs> law office. And uh, the there's a there's a system to some open mics in L.A. where you pay five dollars and you just you basically buy your time 
on stage. You, you pay five bucks, you get five minutes. Sometimes they'll throw in a bottle of water to try to sweeten the deal. Um, and uh, the fourth wall is very much that model. So why I've been to it a couple times. Why do you uh, make fun of it so much, Brendan? Well, people don't know this, but I'm like good friends with a guy who owns fourth wall. I'm not doing a bit. I'm not going to do it. This isn't like... <laughs> no, that's really funny. Bit. I get it. I get it. It's funny. I, yeah. No, but I, I am friends with him, so totally, and I go totally. there. So, like, before when I'd have shows and stuff, I would, like, go to the fourth wall and do, you know, open mic material with, like, Eric Rocha and Rob Puglisi and May Chimber. And, um, okay. You want to pick those names up that you dropped there? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm dropping names that, like, really knows You're dropping a Chimbor. I mean, God, I mean. Just got to drop Matt. I mean, Raddy, Maddie and Rob are, like, the same person. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you'd hang out there a lot. Yeah. So I'd hang out there a lot. So And it's like, it's ridiculous, you know, like you go there and it's like, sometimes the people are, you know, like real stereotypical, like trashy, racist, like horrible people that are there. So like I make fun of that aspect of it. Then it charges five bucks. It's yeah. like dingy. It's Joe. Well, the dude that owns it is crazy as hell. So it's like it's fun to make fun of, and he doesn't give. I don't even know if he knows I do it, but I don't think he would care. Okay. Yeah. Does flappers know that you talk about? Oh yeah. Yeah. You. I posted one the other day where like, yeah, I got a call. I got a call from flappers. I saw the voicemail. It said like, we need to talk to you about this tweet that you did. (laughs) At work. (laughs) So I like look at it and I call the number and it's, you know, you you know who it is, right? The guy. I don't. I don't. don't, But I I don't. I I think it's. The booker, yeah. The, I mean that that like I mean, if sure I'll say booker, it, the yeah. booker, the booker. So yeah, I call him yeah. up. Yeah, I, I was think like I've met him. You don't know him really. I think I think we I, we definitely have met, and I've definitely okay. like done one or two of the showcase things for him. And he asked me how many people I could bring, and I said, "I'm sorry." I don't know if we're thinking <laughs> of the same person here. Maybe not. Yeah, possibly. No. So so the booker calls you, or you call the booker. Yeah, so I called him and he was and I was like, "Hey." And um he goes, "Hey, Brendan." And uh, <laughs> kind of like you did. <laughs> it's like a conversation between you and Luke when Luke right. calls you up and you're like, "Hey, Luke." Hi, but uh, <laughs> Hi, Luke. <laughs> so I was like, "I I got a voicemail about a tweet." And he's like, "Yeah, um, you know, you use the Flappers logo and you you're not That's allowed true. You It's do- our logo. Like you can't just use it's not it's not yours to use and i i thought i was like i guess that's right <laughs> i don't know so he's like can we take that down like like he was talking to me like i'm an idiot which i kind of am so i said <laughs> i was like yeah i guess and so i i deleted it because honestly okay. though like i deleted it because that guy he's a nice guy it, there's yeah. there's been different bookers at that so i'm talking about a specific one He's a nice guy, Ooh, and right. I don't I don't want to bully him specifically because he's got his own stuff going on, but like, I that's kind of why I took. I was thinking that if I got sued by flappers, that actually right. might be good for me because that could be like <laughs> an that would, angle that would that would build your that would build some sort of credibility with yeah. the people. It's how like a normal you. person has a kid, and that's like forty five minutes of new material, and then where and then yeah. you have. Flappers you like, you is the Lenny yeah. Bruce. Of... I wasn't even. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't even thinking about material. I'm not even smart enough to think about it like material. I was it's thinking your one like, man show. Yeah, that. Well, that's a good idea too. But I was thinking more like um, the just the news aspect of maybe the yeah. news, even though local, COVID is going. Local on. comedy club sues local comedian. It, yeah, yeah. It would be like it's great to be here at this venue because another venue is actively suing me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And right. I'm not even like a prankster, like. Well, maybe I am actually. Oh, yeah, I do. But not. I like mean, a it's lot. you're a scoundrel. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I think most comedians, and in, including myself, I've been in a position where I've seen you know a series of your tweets throughout, say, a week that are aimed at these open mic venues and you know the occasional you know club like Flappers, and I'm. I'm typically pretty business-minded, and part of me is like, you know, maybe don't bite the hand that could feed you if you're hoping to get work from that club. Now, let me ask you this. Do you – open mic venues are a separate thing, but, like, do you – would you still perform at Flappers? Like, would they book you for shows? 
I would perform at Flappers. I think that would be hilarious. But I like. I agree with you. What I'm doing is not smart. But <laughs> I'll say this: Of course, this. you would do shows there. You're doing I shows don't. at Fourth Wall. Exactly. You're, you're gonna, that, that, yeah. yeah, there goes a Lukeism right there. But it was right. that was good. That was. But I'm anyway, so- like, yeah, no, it's true. But like, um, where was I saying? So Flappers, I don't care though. That's the thing. I'm not gonna get booked at Flappers. There's right, stuff so you, I don't fire off at clubs that I want to get booked at, you know. Right. Even though so even you, that doesn't stop me sometimes, but sure. So, <laughs> um, so would you say would you call this, um, you know, this type of, uh, communication online, like would you call it trolling? Sometimes it is. Whoa. Sometimes I troll, but I'm like, I don't think I'm like the stereotypical troll because I'm really not like mean mostly i don't think i'm there's usually not, not trying to malice. piss people off yeah it's yeah there's, there's good intention behind it i think i mean you've clearly had good times at these places that you're talking yeah about. i troll my friends mostly too yeah, like when i'm trolling it's usually my friends not sure i'm not trolling like random people unless they really like sometimes people i'm just like you know i get fed up like any other bitter comedian sure when i see stuff and i might do a little bit of trolling or whatever but yeah, and I, yeah, I think a lot of the reason why I enjoy reading what you put out into the into the internet, uh, into the social media world is uh, there. There's there's truth behind it. You know, there's flaws in the system that comes with being in that big pond of being a new comedian. You know, open mics can be dicey, and when you create a model for building talent that is just built on you know, paying to play, right. it is less focused. It's inherently less focused on the talent aspect of it and more focused on like, do you have five bucks for me right now so that you can get I've on never stage been to and Bert's I can pay back my rent. room either. Yeah. That's another one. There's another one called Bert's Back Room, which is in Hollywood. It's five and bucks. I think, yeah. Isn't yeah, it funny that it's like the woman's version of Fourth Wall, though? I mean, you guys haven't been there, but that's basically what it is. It's like the woman's version of it. I have a story about Burt's back room. The one time I did go there, I was because I, I, I don't know about you, Brendan, but I, I get really prone to being judgmental about things when I feel like, when I feel like I'm being a comedy purist, like things should be a certain way. Do you get that way sometimes? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I see shit that makes me mad all the time. That's why I tweet about it. Same. It's the same here. And so I, what I've been, right. Luke's nice now. And I, what I've been trying to do (laughs) Just saying. Is, I've been trying. Yes, to keep saying it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Adds to the credibility totally. Uh, <laughs> it's what nice people say, right? It's, it's like something that like they told him he has to do in a program. They're like, all right, so Luke, for you, you're gonna have to like say it out loud, like and like on podcast. multiple times a podcast <laughs> a day. It's, to I people. mean, it, it's part of me. I, don't know <laughs> I support. I support it. I think it's good. It's really changed me. I have actually become nice because I. Do just you think said you're it. happier, nice? Yeah. That's well, good. Uh, yes, in general, no in the moment. <laughs> no, right now. <laughs> yeah, because I'm no, talking about it. No, not this moment, but like oh. there are certain times oh. where, mm. let's say, there's no pandemic. Right? Ever heard of it? Right. And okay. uh, we're at the. Uh, the world famous comedy store. There's a documentary about it. Louis C.K. was in the episode. Right. Um, he's a comedian. <laughs> um, like if people came up to me and just like asked me questions that were like comics, and then just kept asking me and kept asking me things, like there were, I, I, it would be more satisfying to not be nice in that moment. And I right. gave into that a lot of the time, but I'm yeah. nice now, and I just I try to I try to just help people. It's good. I used to yeah. be a bully, so I don't blame Luke. I mean, Luke, I, I, I know you when you were... I feel a very before similar... Before Luke. Yeah, right? a, f- a similar I know, energy. I probably did worse when I was Did I bully you? No, but I mean, like, when I... Actually, you were usually nice to me for whatever reason. But when I'm I nice, go there... I, everyone gets nice the now first to you. shot. Yeah. Uh, every, yeah, everyone gets the first shot. To be honest, if I see someone, you get zero, and then you get a shot. And if you make it, you make it. Yeah. But I'm not... Whatever. <laughs> So, so my 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 point is, Brendan. I'm try. I try to not be judgmental, uh, a little more these days. And when Bird's Back Room was a thing, I hadn't been, and I was like, you know what? Maybe, 
someone gets something out of this. And I want to just try to see for myself. And I go to Bird's Back Room on like a Wednesday or Thursday night. Where is it? I've never been, like, what part so of Bird, it? So, so Bird's Back Room is uh, a, it was this little alcove of a space that you had to go upstairs from Melrose near Fairfax. It was like right across from Fairfax High School. Where is it? Yeah. Isn't Tao's studio near there? No, no that's Tao how it moved. Tao okay. was on, Tao but was they were on, there, right? Yeah. Tao Comedy well, Studio was another place. They were on Beverly. Was, it was on Beverly, and then it moved closer to, like, Western. Yeah, yeah I remember when I went into Bobby Oliver's apartment a couple <laughs> times, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, so I, I, go into this, I go into this room in Hollywood, and I, and I, I want to see for myself, because obviously people keep going. It's something that is, you know, it seems to have a, a list every hour, and comedians can kind of come and go. And I think some comedians like... Okay, sure, I have to pay five bucks, but I know I'm going to get time in this really competitive town yeah. where people are trying to develop their talent. And I was like, okay. So I go, and I sit in this really dark room where there's maybe like eight or nine comedians sitting there. There's one on stage working something out. How and dark? Mo- most, very dark. Uh, like, there's just the light on stage. Everything else is, you know, very dark. Almost I as dark like as, like, that. Sure. Yeah, it was. I mean, it seemed well lit. It was focused on the comedian on stage. Um, there's someone at, you know at a little you know uh, behind a counter, you know, asking for the five bucks. You know, I, I I do it. I sit down and I see a friend of mine who I'm not going to name, but I will, <laughs> but just because Joe, it's, it's Joe Marisi. I <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, hey buddy, um, uh, John no, I, Parr. <laughs> so I, I see I see a, a, a Wait, comedian friend of mine. Who was it? I'll, I'll I'll say after the show. Uh, as a, a comedian friend of mine who who is who is black uh, sees wow. me sit down, <laughs> and then I I get a uh, a message on is the messenger app. I want to know. Okay, well I'll tell you after the show. So uh, he messages God. me on my phone, and he says it's a the message just says N word run, oh. <laughs> and I'm just like. Like, like he had been in his own little version of Get Out this whole time waiting to get up on the show, on this mic. And, like, he just knew it was he a bad situation. What if, what if it was Haiti? Yeah. And Stuart, <laughs> Stuart and Haiti are, like, He's, best buds. Yeah. Because that's a is text still, that Haiti sends. Oh, Haiti. really? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure. I think so, he yeah. sends it in a different way. Like, more as a threat than a warning. Right, like a, yeah. Like a, Dude, the text messages he used to send people are so funny. Well, yeah, yeah. he also threatened a lot of yeah, women some of them not with sexual funny. violence, I think. Yeah. Here's yeah. one that is funny though. Yeah. One great. time he sent a text to this girl and I don't she wasn't like offended by it, but it was like and I think he may have sent it to multiple. But it was a picture of his face and he had like this white button shirt on and he had a fork and a knife and it said, Can I eat it? Wow. <laughs> so he's like just sending people his own homemade memes. I mean, who says stuff like that? It's crazy as hell. Yeah, when my friend told me to run, you know, part of me is like, I sat there for about, I, I think I sat for the the last bit of the person's set who was already on stage, and then I sat through the beginning of someone else and was like, yeah, this is not the place for me to work stuff out. I mean, I, you know, open mic culture is such a strange thing in Los Angeles. You, you know, how how long ago did you come to L.A., Brandon? I think I came in 2013, or okay, maybe so, like right at the beginning or the oh, end of 2012. That's when I was here. Came. Yeah, yeah. I got here at the beginning of 2012, so we all came here around the same time. Um, so, yeah, I think at that time the open mic culture was not skewed in this way. This pay-to-play model. There, there were a few of those around in certain places, like maybe the mics at a cafe. Echoes was they, like that. They want, yeah, they want you to buy a drink. They want you to buy a food mm-hmm. item just to support the venue. And I can kind of understand that. But then there were some places that were geared around like, hey, I got rent to pay. Just give me the money and I'll let you go on stage. And that always, for some reason, that difference always felt a little bit sleazier to me. Like that. Yeah, I mean, like, it. To, yeah, I agree with all that. But for me, it's really just like how well like how well you're able to do the try stuff out so like fourth mm-hmm. wall is pre- almost, almost every mic sucks ass if a non-comedian <laughs> most are not ass. ideal situations so <laughs> um it really depends on like 
there are a few that are really good and then they're mostly bad. And so fourth wall is like bad, but it's like a decent for me, for my kind of what I was trying to do, I think. And I could be wrong and crazy. But I was like spaces. Exactly. So like fourth wall, chatterbox is good. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's conducive to your skill (laughs) set. Yeah, exactly. You got to find like an audience for you. You're you're like a chatterbox all star. I hope so. If I that's, mean, yeah, if I mean, lures and uh, are sending like, you know, flappers food to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like more friendship, I think. But sure. yeah, I mean, Chatterbox is probably my favorite show, and Mike. Yeah, so, so yeah. Uh, the Chatterbox is a, a bar in West Covina. It has definitely a different flavor from a lot of the other mics that are in Hollywood proper. But that's and that I think that's just it is finding that place that it, that works for your skill set that you're trying to build. I remember when I was um, able to hit a lot more mics in a given week uh, when I was first living in L.A. and I just had, you know, my comedy store job to worry about. Oh, man, I, when I was grinding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, Luke, and Luke and I have talked about this a lot. You know, Luke, you, fa- you have talked a lot about how you Famously. don't go to open mics for the no, most part. It doesn't, it's not I'm where you feel only comfortable. Dear. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and I'm sure, and that's gone really well for you. You've been on TV a couple times. It's and, gone. Uh, it, it. I was lucky <laughs> enough that it's gone fine. Uh, I do. I. I. You know, that's when I was not being nice. Now, sure. And and I. But I really like. I couldn't. I could never do the foothold. I could. I didn't. It didn't work. And I, I mean, would I open mics in in New York, didn't you, Luke? Oh yeah, not really. No, I was a barker. Oh, so you just bark at the uh, yeah. at the one comedy club yeah. and get up there. What were you saying? I Brandon? think I would do less mics if, like, you know, I worked at the store or had something else. I mean, like, I, I hate doing mics up. if I don't have to. I I still would do mics for material, like, for testing out new stuff. Like, I would go to only Chatterbox and like only Mia's because okay. my my friends from Glasgow Park run that. So like, because and like b- good comics like go to those things to like. I see Maria Bamford at the Mia's mic all the time. She goes yeah. there. So it's like, it's just like a thing for if you're, you're into that kind of like throwing shit at the wall. So mm-hmm. for shows, then you might still do it. But most part, I agree with Luke. I mean, I would not want to do mics. I'd rather just be doing shows and well, TV, I just got bad TV. feedback. <laughs> I just got TV bad games. feedback for me. Yeah. On your well, headset? Uh, <laughs> no, when I was doing mics. oh oh duh. you know what i understand you know what i mean yeah like, yeah me too i mean it's, when we started it doesn't here, tell me what's gonna work on a show it tells it was me what's worse, gonna work I at a mic like yeah exactly there was not much going like it was some in some aspects it was easier to i mean i was never really the grinder like you know crazy like some people are but in some aspects it was easier to grind like in those days because you could go to like all the different they had tons of like rock paper type places which were awful oh but, yeah I liked rock paper. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fun. It was, like, it was, it was not good, but it was good. Yeah, it was funny. A shout out to Jefferson. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Jefferson. <laughs> I don't. I, I love that guy. But, yeah, uh, there, yeah. There, I mean, there, I think <laughs> that's, that's why <laughs> you have all these guys that you rip on all the time. <laughs> oh no, no, Jeff! I never talked about. I, he'll never. He's probably dead. But uh, <laughs> he fucking. I like I rock, man. I love that guy. So, and Joe, actually. so when you, by approaching these jokes that you that you do on Twitter with this inside baseball slant, do you feel like that has been creatively a positive thing for you? Yeah, dude, because like it's funny, and now people like I guess some people are listening to it and watching it, and and the the, the craziest thing is like that flappers thing that I just did. I did not think that people were going to respond. I was kidding. But when I posted it, I was like, if 15 people give me a dollar or 30 people give me 50 cents, I'll write this pilot. And I just kept getting money and money and money. Wow. And I was like, stop. Like, will I didn't say, stop sending money. Will you say how much you got? Well, I stopped it, but I got like 80 bucks or something like that. Something That's crazy. Pretty great. Like that. I only yeah. wanted 15. Yeah. So right. one comic. A paid regular at the store who I don't know at all sent me twenty five bucks. Wow! And I was like, why? Why did you? <laughs> a an esteemed paid regular or a newer paid regular? I think I think I almost said what gender they are. 
But mm-hmm. I think they've been there for a while. It sounds like a woman or a man. Okay. <laughs> so that Schwartz wit. <laughs> it comes at any moment. You can't, you can't expect it or not. You can't expect it or not. I, th- I knew I was th- going to say that. <laughs> I think it's important. It's important to have these these outlets. It's it's great that you've been able to channel, you know, these jokes that might not have a life anywhere else. I love them. <laughs> Some into yeah. this. Well, I mean, me- I created my own writing job. The way I look at it, it's a writing. Sure. Yeah. I'm writing a pilot. The fucking the first. It's so low brow, dude, and it's so mean. <laughs> like, I wonder if they'll read it and what they'll say. So what? It, can you share what the pilot is about? Like, I just guess the gist of it. Sure, I mean, I don't think the people... a stand-up comic. <laughs> the people listening... No, nah, no. He's on <laughs> it's, not, it's so lowbrow, dude. I, want, I, want to, I wish I could just show you the first page. Okay. Like, but uh, I, won't, I won't do that. But I'll we tell you... We could do a live the, reading. The, <laughs> yeah. The premise... Yeah, we, well, I already promised a live reading to uh, the Sober October podcast I'm part oh, of, okay. so we're going to do that there. But it's about... It's like... Okay, so it's... Almost to, like it starts off with the Roseanne theme, you know the harmonica. Mm-hmm. You don't remember that? Blah, blah, blah. So you're just taking another <laughs> yeah. show's theme. Exactly, and it's like there's like an intro credit scene where like they're argue the Barb and Dave are arguing with each other, and she throws like a book at Josh. But the first scene is Barb walks out of the bathroom and she's just taking a massive dump. So she's like, I I, I think an intern clogged the toilet. And Dave doesn't, he's like an intern. And she's like, it goes in, but basically the whole, the script is that her, her dump is so big that it clogs the entire city of Burbank. And they have to hide the fact that, because they all, the city of Burbank is trying to find out where the clog is coming from. Right. And they know if they find out that it's flappers that clog the entire city, that they'll have to shut down the club. There's no pandemic stuff in it, because I... You know, sure, they're going through a lot. So it's, you want it's it to main, be evergreen as well. Evergreen, you know. Yeah. So it's like this is for that, the, this is for the contest that you're. Yeah, writing. I don't really want to win the con. It's all just full of like inside jokes, you know. Like there's right. like there's a scene where they're outside and they see this black couple, and the black couple is looking at like an advertisement for a show of flappers, and the man is like, "Look at this! It says comedy in color because it's a show for all all black performers." And then they laugh and walk away. That's like a little vignette. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even a joke. You're just showing what probably happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I try to incorporate because people gave me like notes. You sure. know, they're like one guy wanted to be have somebody named Frank come in the script. So I make I make her an ex of Barb's name is Frank come. Um, they wanted a somebody wanted Earl Skakel in it. So I put like a line about how like. You know, Jeremy Piven, I, Bar, oh, Dave yeah. tries to, like, bribe this guy because the guy's going to expose the club. So he's like, I have five <laughs> tickets to see Jeremy Piven and Earl Skakel is opening. Shit like that. Yeah. So it's, like, real inside, but, I mean, because it's... Because Earl loves Jeremy. I, one thing that's, like, super funny, and in my opinion, I mean, I wrote it, but the, there's a character in it that if you know the guy, and no mm-hmm. one likes this guy, I feel bad saying that, but he, you know, it's, it is what it is. I, 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 I change his name so it sounds like his name, but it's so disrespectful. Right. <laughs> the way, and the stuff he does in it, if it stays, maybe I'll change it. Who knows? Maybe, what's I'm going to show it to his, people. What's his fake name? What's the character name? Dimby. <laughs> his his fake it, okay. name is Dimby. Okay. It's, it's good. In my opinion, the Dimby character might be the strongest aspect <laughs> of the script right now. I have no I honestly have no idea who that is, but it's a great yeah. name. Neither do I. Uh, So, Brendan, (laughs) do you feel like there's any possible drawbacks that come from going down this very inside (laughs) baseball route? It's almost like Stuart is a big fan of mine. He's trying to help me, like, but beat around the bush. You know, he's like, do you want to stop, though? Because you could be like... (laughs) Hey, this is an intervention. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I like you. Like, I like... You're, you're com- you need to stop or else you're not going to get booked anymore. Well, that, that is true, Brendan. I do, I do like you. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just curious what your, what your thoughts are about it. Because it's just not, some, it's not a world that I'm as familiar with. And I'm, just, yeah. I'm curious how you see it. My thoughts are that like, there's no stand-up for me going on. Because I'm not, I'm not getting booked on like, drive-in shows. 
Right. And I don't even know. I mean, I don't want to do mics because that seems like dumb to get COVID from an open mic. Yep. Right. So I'm like bored and flappers I don't give a shit about. I would maybe other club owners will hold it against me that I'm making fun of them. But I don't think they will. I don't think they care. No. So. That's um, fair. So we'll see. Like, and also it's just like, it's a fun thing to do. I'm just, I, in my mind, I'm not lying about any of the things I say. People are enjoying it. Um, when I'm bored, I tweet about shit. And then the pilot thing, I had no, I was like, it's just hilarious to me that people are going to pay me. One person wrote me a note because I had said, don't send me any money. This one person wrote me a note and saved me five bucks and they said to get coffee while you're writing the script. I'm just like, okay, fine. They really That's want this shit. really a job. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a, yeah, you've kind of created your own version of cameo, but for writing. Yeah, Cameo is a, a bald loser that no one's ever heard of that may have gone crazy. That's another thing. I may have gone crazy over this. Do this you feel thing. that sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I'll read something I wrote. Alone? No, I got... Uh, it, the house is like two part and like I got two roommates okay. on the other okay. side, so I got my own side. So I don't... And then I go to work every day, so... Right. Okay. You know. read, read the thing. Read what the thing. What thing? Sorry, I misheard something. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so what have you been doing that you are looking forward to aside from uh, this pilot, Brendan? Uh, well, I I got the podcast that I do. It's called Raccoon Titties, which is a lot of inside baseball as well. <laughs> so but, it, it it plays into the stuff yeah. that you like doing already. Great. I mean, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm putting it on hiatus a little bit because I I think I'm gonna film it. Like, oh, I raccoon do, titties I can, is on hiatus. A little bit, yeah. It's a big announcement for my fans that are tuning in. Raccoon, yeah, well, raccoon we'll titties comes from like a joke that I do. So okay, that's, that's like a, that's an even more inside. But uh, you know, I do that, and then fucking my job, and that's about it, man. Like stand up for me is pretty much over. But if COVID dies and it comes back, who knows? Maybe I'll be like Rodney Dangerfield. I just, you know, crush well, that- it. I mean, that's the thing, man. I, I, you're not alone in that, you know, aside from Zoom shows and the occasional live show that might be available to some people, you know, most people's st- live stand-up careers are on hiatus. You know, it's everyone's Look, the, going through that. The people that, like, don't like what Texas. I'm doing, you know, like, I, I mean, I don't even know. Because nobody vocalizes it, really, besides Flappers the Club called me. But I, I'm sure there's, like, people for that write for things and, like, are part of, like, all... Sometimes I'll see, like, weird likes on shit where I'm like, that person fucking does not like me. And that's why they, they wanted me to see that they don't like this tweet. That's why they like this reply or whatever. But the people that are pissed off at what I'm doing wouldn't book me anyways. Like, I'm not going to get booked on, like... And I'm not... I feel like I'm pretty mainstream, like, and... I'm, you know, liberal or whatever, which seems to be important now. But, like, <laughs> you know, the people that don't like the shit I'm doing, they're not going to book me. I'm not going to be on those shows whether I t- say the shit I say or I don't say the shit I say. So why yeah. not just have fun? And I wouldn't get, it's, you know, everyone's going to die of COVID anyway, so who cares? <laughs> <clears throat> you know. I, th- I think you got a good point here in that you're you're going to be you regardless. Right, exactly. You're not going to, you, you don't, you know, that... I've definitely struggled with that, uh, that interest, you know, in towing the line between, you know, being myself and be and placating. And, you know, I definitely have moments where I feel like I'm really feeling myself on stage or I'm, I'm really putting out stuff I enjoy. And then sometimes I've had that creeping feeling as like, okay, am I, am I going to get some flack for this? That I'm. (laughs) We've already canceled all of ourselves. We all did the roast battle, right? All all three of us did that shit. I definitely said some things where I'm like, dude. I said yeah. I said one or two things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said yeah, one no, or I've... two really funny things too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've had some great jokes and my hope is that people if they were to look back at those jokes that you know remain on the internet cuz like I I did the New York roast battle one time and they uh they put out all those battles on YouTube. Right. Um and they don't really ask if they you want it on YouTube. They just put no. it on there. And there's, I think my opening joke has uh, a word that I, I don't say in polite conversation. Um, <laughs> right. But it, I knew the person I was battling, uh, 
I need, it was a tactic to sort of beat them to the punch about something that they would have said about me. So if I beat them and said this word before they did, then they wouldn't have that edge on me. It canceled. Right. And so, um, you know, the, the possible Senate run is on hold. Uh, you could but, still, you're probably one of the few people that could still transition into that if you wanted to. But I yeah, don't suggest it. I think state you could be a state senator. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely uh, joked that, like, well, if this doesn't work out, I'll just be president. Like that's, <laughs> but yeah, like, because I, I don't, the president it, it, sucks. Yeah, and, and yeah, and but that was a joke I would do maybe about five or six years ago, and and now it's uh, yeah, it's you're really like stuck. now seriously considering <laughs> it. You're yeah, like seri- maybe you know, someone's got to do it. If I, here's what I it would be great. So you do you switch? You start doing politics. You're successful in it. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I get I get good at comedy, or I mean I get like you know some some. Uh, steam from my flapper stuff i get my own show (laughs) luke is nice and then so i'm nice president yeah you're not you're a nice guy in this scenario like vice president (laughs) you could be vice if you put luke in the white house and you got to pardon him for something yeah but so you're running for president if you were i could give a speech where i'm like hey you know when this guy was in comedy some of you probably most of you never heard this but there's a thing called potluck at the comedy store and the time that i did potluck uh stewart was the host so oh that's right stewart you remember this no i mean i i i'm just i'm putting it all now that you remind me i do remember i i remember bringing you up i don't remember the content of your material but i that's hilarious that you remember it dude i fucking i didn't i ran the light by like three minutes because i didn't know the thing Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that... People didn't that, yell at you or anything? Nobody said shit. Everybody yeah. was so scared. And then, and then guess, like, the fucking thing, the mic, it does, like, the quintessential, like, you know, it fell out, so I had to, like, put it back together, but I just started, <laughs> so I'm just, like, yeah, doing this shit. And then I do, like, three more minutes. And I go over to Stuart, and I'm like, hey, hey, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know, and, and Stuart's, like, trying to figure out whether I'm, like, insane or not. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, yeah. it's fine, man. That that is the um, it's a whole different that, beast. That is the one the the thing about comedy that I think some people might be aware of, but I don't think most people are aware of is that they're at that beginning level. There are people who are really working on something. They are trying to cultivate that voice. There's people who are just they want to do it, but they can't. They just don't have the they don't have it in them. And then there's some people who are fucking crazy. There's some deranged people. Yeah, and it's really hard to tell the difference sometimes. I'm not saying it's a diff- It was hard to yeah, tell true, for true, you, true. but like, you know, if I only know you for a grand total of ten minutes, that's you know, for some of these people who genuinely are crazy, it's not always you can't always tell in that first ten minutes. Most um, a lot of times, like you, like there are people that you tell, like they're just crazy. But yeah. there are like a I think there's a smaller amount of people that are like crazy as shit but you don't realize that until later and then you're like fuck man yeah sometimes they have to get sometimes they have to get worn down by Uh, you know a lot of rejection that is they're just not able to cope with and you're also you know when you when people in your position were approaching you know whoever's hosting that new talent night at the comedy store you're approaching someone who is actively trying to create a show on the fly and it's a four-hour show that they're putting together and it we're just at the beginning uh of i would say when i when i host that i don't remember like i don't remember a lot of the open micers that have like that i don't remember a lot of the friends and family people that go like i just i'm trying to keep the show going right a job of a host is always like hectic even if you're doing an open mic that doesn't matter at all but if you're doing pot like i bet it's like you know you're kind of fucking frantic or whatever you're it's a, it's more running around than it is like looking back and like oh that last person oh yeah you're like okay next person let's pick it up let's fine. yeah like yeah. whatever yeah it's it's a mix of like trying to engineer a good show and surrender you know you have because if anyone is going to host pot like they have to surrender the fact that the show is going to be bad for parts of the show like it's yeah it, it can't all be great it has to go up in peaks it's a and different valleys. beast yeah you gotta <laughs> you have a strategy that, <laughs> Well, it's a whole different animal you got to tackle. Right. (laughs) Looks like next topic. (laughs) That's not what I'm like, Brendan. (laughs) 
But hey, would you say that there is um, stuff that you are looking forward to or stuff that's brought you joy during the last, you know, six or seven months aside from uh, this this pilot? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm doing the Sober October thing, so I've been sober for about a month. That's good. Um, Great. Fucking trying to convince myself to write. It's been like... Well, 20 days, right? Or 19 days. Wow, 19 it's days, already yeah. 19? Damn, that's more, than yeah. half. that's more than I thought. Never mind, I thought it was like the 15th. I'm Part of it is like, you know, healthy living and exercising and reading and shit. So I'm trying to do that too. Cool. And then I just want to convince myself to like, you know, I'm doing like the fucking stuff I should have been doing in the first year, reading books about screenplays and all that boring shit. So well, you gotta save like, that cat. Yeah, exactly. I'm reading that <laughs> book. And the, the TV pilot... I should take it seriously and write a real script about flappers, but I think right now the poop thing is funny to me, so I'm just gonna. <laughs> they do that would be looking mostly. for some pandering, and if you wrote like a real like flappers pilot, like this is what it's like to work at a comedy club, like you could, you could, they would love that. But I think the they might. But I don't really want to win. I mean, I don't right. need. I mean, sure, I'll take a hundred dollars from flappers. They owe me much more than that. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you one more question, Brendan. We'll we'll finish up. I'm um, I'm curious how how do you because I'm noticing there's a lot of vitriol that's popping up wow. after we've been talking for about 45 minutes. <laughs> what? How do you how do you work with that? Like, does that fuel your creativity? Does that bog you down? How do you, how do you work around it? I think some of it feels. I mean, I'm really not that. I am a bitter. I'm. I think I'm bitter, but I think most people that aren't like successful on stand up the way they'd want to be or a little, a little bit better. Even but successful people are better. Yeah, successful people are probably you know better than me. You're dealing with them all I the time. I know better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I refer but to like, Luke as my bitter half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm not really nice. angry though cuz I'm like, you know, I'm doing well, I'm happy and and all that jazz. But like as far as like you um I think I have like I I'm, you do that thing that other people do where they like use something that's like a chip on their shoulder for creativity uh-huh. and stuff. And sometimes it's funny, like, you know, if you do a show at the Virgil and you look out of the crowd and you're like, do these people even deserve to laugh kind of shit? <laughs> okay, so, so so it kind of creeps in. Yeah, so that kind of shit, like, I'll think of that and then I'll, then maybe I'll say that, maybe I'll get a laugh or maybe I'll get really mad and I'll be like, one time at the Virgil I got really mad and I was like, so whose grandchildren are you? Like, who's, or what are you, like, who's your grandfather? Yeah. And they did not think that was funny. And then that and then it was funny again because of how bad they thought that was. <laughs> so it's like, you know, the anger can be funny if it's like it comes from a place that's not fake or like, you know, too much. I will go too much, you know, for sure. sure. I lash out. I think it's every once in a while I can I I wish I you know, I didn't lash out. Some of the things I thought were pretty embarrassing. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but, I'm I don't know. Okay, so uh, so occasionally it'll pop out, and during a show, I mean, but it seems like you're sometimes it, when you channel it into this online forum that we were talking about earlier, it does seem to, you know, turn into something that people can can get behind. Um, right, right. But I mean, like, since we haven't yeah. been doing stand up so much, do you feel the same level of, um, you know, that same level of hatred or that same level of anger? Yes, absolutely. It doesn't. It doesn't go away. I don't think. I think I'm scarred for life. Los Angeles comedy is, you know, scar has created like a, a fire. I don't know, but but like I, <laughs> the it's the same shit where like some of the people I like they you know when you see them, I'm not as crazy as some of these people, but like you see somebody like Ty Rivera online, if you only knew him online, you'd be like, this guy is a fucking asshole. You know, he's, like, mean or whatever. But I know him. He's, like, the nicest guy ever. He's nice to, like, comics that don't deserve... He's nice to comics that yeah. you should just leave after they've been hit by a car. Mm-hmm. You know, you should just not right. call an ambulance. Ty will fucking... <laughs> you'll see that... Ty, Ty will hug that person. He's yeah. a nice guy. And that's a good there thing? There are plenty of people... No, I mean, in a way, it's good. In a way, it's good. Yeah. I think it's. I think you're I don't know. referring to a, a duality that some people have. Like yeah, what the, mean, what they online, present. nice in life. Yeah. yeah. So would you say that you like have, where is that duality for you? I'm like kind of a dick online somewhat, but most of the time, not really. And then in, in real life, I'm like most of the time a nice guy, but I'm sure there are people that are like, that guy's a fucking asshole. 
He made fun of me at an open mic for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, sure that exists. Th- yeah. I ask because I've I've always found you quite pleasant Thank to you. be around. I haven't really found you to be quite yeah. this this angry, and yeah. it, and maybe Luke's had a different experience. So I'm I'm curious. Do you think about what other people think about you often? Um. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, I don't think I'm not like one. I wish I was one of those people that doesn't give a shit what people think. That would be great. I'm definitely not that. So I think you know, and it it affects like I think it's probably a good thing. It probably stops me from doing some things. And I sometimes think about like, you know, like I would like the I'll I'll make fun of the comedy store, but I'm not like I like the comedy store. So I'm, I sometimes I'll hold myself like once I was gonna tweet the other day that they used to call the door guys handmaids. At the comedy store. <laughs> that's but honestly, then I, the comedy store would like. That. I don't think there's one door guy that would be like that's. No one would be mad at that. So yeah, I Thomas. think they would. I think they would because I have like I think I'm friends with a lot of the door guys, but I don't know if like they'd all know my sense of humor. What I mean by that, which is like not anything to say. Even about if the they door didn't guys get themselves. it, even if they didn't know you, they would still look at that and go, huh. you know, like that would right, still be sure. worth it. Like no one would be mad. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. That's good to know. I've been in your I've been in your position, Brendan, and where I've been very curious about like what other people think about me. But at the end of the day, I've noticed that most of the time, other people are not thinking about me at all, or at least as much as they're thinking about themselves. They are thinking about me, though. (laughs) Yeah, they are thinking about Luke. But Luke's that's Luke's issue, though. That's just me. Stuart is like my therapist right now. He's like, you know, they're not I, thinking about you, Brendan. <laughs> I mean, I, li- I like you, man, and I, I just, I, I'm I, trying to help. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't We're know all if I'm, trying I, to help. I don't know if I'm helping, but like, I, I do like you, and I, I like, you know, I think just like that, your, your fans on Twitter want to see you flourish. I would like to see you flourish too. Thank you, mm-hmm. Stuart's like, you see this bike behind me, and then he's like, I made it like this, and he does like some sort of like illusion where he's like, if you do this with the bike, do you see what I'm saying? And I'm just like, yeah, for sure. Nothing on my sleeve. Nothing on my sleeve. <laughs> well, I, everyone just be cool, you know. Yeah, man, right. um, Brendan, it's been a real pleasure having you on, and um, yeah, I look forward to seeing how this uh, pilot turns out. Maybe you can uh, send us yes. a link to the table read uh, whenever that happens I'm on that sure other podcast. Our, our account might RT something. Of sure, hell yeah, dude! Thank you. Now, where hey, can people? You're welcome. Where can people listen to you more? Where can people find you on your uh, your infamous Twitter? Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my Twitter is my last name Cooney or Die. Like funnier die, but coonier die. I got the podcast, got the YouTube, uh, and then look at my Twitter. My Instagram sucks ass, so don't even. <laughs> so go Twitter. to the Twitter. Go to the Twitter. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, Brendan, thanks so much for being here, and um, we will uh, hopefully we get to see you in person next time. Hell yeah, Stuart. Good job. <laughs> thanks. Bye, man. Brendan. Thank you All for right, being guys. on. Peace. Bye, everybody. Bye.